guest for this episode. It's Kayla Just. Hey, Kayla. Hey, hey. So how you doing? I'm well. I have no complaints. I could think of some, but I choose not to. <laughs> That's a good attitude. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're actually <laughs> hanging out in your grandma's house. Is that right? Right, right. Yeah, they're on vacation, so I kind of took over. Kind of took why over the house. A big house party about to happen. Yeah, over here? true, true, very true. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Kayla's been playing around the uh, the Modesto scene for quite a while now. A couple years now. How how long have you been going at it? Um, in the Modesto scene, probably about a year and a half. Year and a half. Broke in and just kind of never left. <laughs> and before you actually started performing in front of people, how long had you played before that? Oh, I've been playing to my walls for, in my room for years and years and years. Like Those just, walls could talk. Exactly. Ooh. They tell you how bad I was. <laughs> <laughs> Once everybody, was. Everybody starts somewhere, though. You <laughs> right. Know? That's just True. how it goes. Yeah, I started at open mic nights. That was like kind of my break in. As soon as I turned 21 and was able to go to a bar is when I like started playing music. I'm 25 now. So that's kind of my, my 21st year is when I marked like that's when I started music. Because that's mm. when I really went, went to bars, went to open mics and played four people and not just by myself in my room like I had done for ever. Hmm. Kayla Just, our guest here on Modcast. Now, do you still have your first instrument? Is that the first instrument you ever no, owned? No, no. That's actually one that I just recently got. I I do have my first guitar. It's full of stickers. You could tell I was a teenager because it's just like there's stick, <laughs> skateboard stickers all over it and like Sharpie writing. I still have it. I'm going to keep it and do something cool with it one day. You should. You should definitely keep that. I have my first trumpet that I ever played on and I'm glad I've never sold that or gotten rid of it because I love it. Right. You just described my guitar though because because <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not a guitar player but I have a little like uh, like a mini parlor guitar, you know, and cool. I like playing that because I have little little fingers and mm -hmm. it's hard to, you know, get on those right. frets. But yeah, my guitar is covered with stickers. stickers. And, yep. uh, yeah, That's how my first guitar is. It's graffitied. Yep. But you, you're graffitied all over your body. You it's got some true. tattoo work I do. all over. I, I do have all the, the ink on my skin. A lot of people don't approve, but I love it. I don't understand I why people it. don't approve of that. Body it's... is a canvas, and it's an ex expression of anything. Well, I just think people that uh, people that have a problem with that, it, it's not their body. Right. It's your body. I have to look at it every day. Yeah, you're when, <laughs> when I'm old and wrinkled, it's still going to be there, and I'm still probably going to like it just as much. That's what I would say. So, is there a lot of significance with your with your art? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of it, like, no. This stuff, I actually tattooed myself. No way. Like, yeah. I have Albert Einstein on my leg. Um, <laughs> Did you use, like, a, an eraser and erase really hard? No. Like, you know, like I was, kids? you know what? A couple years ago, I got brave and ordered a, a I, I've always drawn and loved to, like, paint and do art. I ordered a tattoo machine and just, like, kind of used myself as a guinea pig. So I've got a bunch of like little random stuff all over me that I've done on myself. Those are the ones that don't really have significance other than me just practicing. But all this other stuff I've drawn and I love it and it all has meaning and each one, each piece is something different to me. So. Absolutely. I mean, it, it would it would seem weird if you just did it just to do it. Right, right. right. Yeah. I see some people with the weirdest tattoos and I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> that I don't understand. <laughs> have you ever written a song about any of your tattoos? As, as, have any of them ever inspired you in that way? Um, this, I have this one that I just did like on kind of in the middle of my collarbone here on my neck. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, it's actually written backwards. It says, I love you. Oh. So when you were looking at it, it just looks like gibberish because you can't <laughs> read it. But when I look in the mirror, it says, I love you because it's for me going through self-love. And that was like something I went through and I've written a song about how important self-love is. So that like kind of a tattoo inspired song, they kind of touch hands That's there. Interesting. Uh, tell me about your childhood. Where'd you grow up? Are you a California kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in the Bay Area, 
born in the Bay Area, and then my family moved out to the Valley, Manteca. My dad is still there. So Manteca was always my home base. Mm. Spent a lot of time around, you know, Lathrop, Stockton, French camp, running around as a Represent. kid. doing Yeah, <laughs> running around, doing all the fun, whatever whatever stuff you want to call it. But, yeah, I still I still feel at home in Manteca. I've branched out of there. Like, now I'm just in, in Modesto a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you're wherever you can perform. Wherever, yeah. I see you performing all over the place. And yeah. open mic still, I know you still show yeah. up at those. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, Everything. a place to kind of get a new song idea out. Right, right? that's and why I would do it, yeah. Kind of a testing ground mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like to go to open mics still. That's where I started. Like, that's where you start. If You have to break in somehow. No one just gets good enough and then shows up like, hey, I'm just going to book a bunch of sh-. You know, you have to <laughs> get your feet wet. You have to, you know dip your toes in and so open mics are still something i do i'll write i'll write a new song hit up some of my friends hey what are you guys doing tonight nothing you want to go to open mic sure like yeah. it's still a good place also to like promote if you have upcoming shows go to open mic play a new song hey guys by the way you know me and my buddies were playing a show over here this day and you know just get out there and network and still make it, you're never too cool for open mic nights as i tell a lot of the musicians out here i think they feel like they're too cool to play open mic nights because they still book real shows you know they got that attitude right i book real shows but i will still show up at open mic i think you know i think that speaks to you being a musician and musicians have to perform they it's like part of their it's part of their soul it's part of their being and if you weren't able to do that then you feel like you were missing something Mm -hmm. and i think that uh, that shows that you're in it for the right reason not in it you know for the fame and the glory and the money per se but you're in it because you you need it. You yeah. have to do it. To I, get, I want to, get to be it heard. You, yeah, right? I need to be heard for sure. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, you know, I, I like to be encouraging and I like to write things with a message. And it would feel wasteful to me to not share in any way that I possibly could. You know. Yeah, you never know who's gonna right. or what somebody's gonna take from the message that right. you're putting out there. Yep. Kayla, just our guest here on Modcast, and uh, Kayla, kind of newer a newer name to the scene the last year or two. Were growing up, were you in like? the school band did you learn any other instrument how did you finally pick up the guitar and start messing around huh you know going back and i get that a lot too i feel like i should have been in a school band. i should have i just feel guilty right <laughs> yeah i feel like i i was sleeping on myself like what are you wasted so much time wow no i just i've always loved music it's always been i started actually just like with poetry and spoken word like open words stuff oh, like that i would yeah. just i was always writing and my parents knew that i loved music it was the thing so like you know, I asked my parents to buy me a guitar. Uh, freshman year, I took my very first, like, I took freshman guitar. That was the one and only time I've ever took a guitar lesson for one one semester in high school, learned the basics. After that, I kind of just taught myself, never really hmm. took too much of a lesson. I'm not a super advanced guitar player or anything, but I can make it work. And, um, I, I just, I don't think you I need do to be an advanced yeah. player. I think it's all about, what you need to get through what you're doing right you know it's you could play three chords like green day and, and earn of course a living, you know <laughs> some of the best music is the most simple it's about simplicity and a lot of what i do is too, it's like focusing on the words because again my first instrument were my words i still consider my main instrument my vocals and what i'm saying mm-hmm. not not the guitar not the not the music it's it's more of listen to the words you know the chords or the music that that's happening will bring it together and tie it all in and give it that feel but you know, it's, it's beyond that. How hard was it for you to finally get out and perform your poetry, your music in front of a crowd? And, you know, you're putting your heart out there. You're putting mm-hmm. your soul out there. That's that's a right. little nerve wracking, right? Yeah. 
Oh, I remember going to the very first time I ever played was at the Rusty Hook in Manteca, one of my favorite bars. <laughs> my friends were bartending. My girlfriend at the time was a bartender there, and it's like that was just the spot. So a, a good friend of mine started an open mic on every Wednesday night there, and you know he wanted me to be a part of it. That was kind of the first time I've ever played in front of people, and I all my friends were there. You know that was the spot. So it's like I'm going out, sitting there playing open mic. I'm t- just turned 21. And I just remember being horrified, ter- absolutely terrified, but terrified. And then as soon as I was doing it, as soon as I started playing, it's like it goes away. And I still get that same way. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's like it's. I, I almost compare it to like it's like butterflies, but it's anticipation more right. than you're nervous. It's more mm-hmm. like I just want to do this. I want to get right. it over with. It's I like I'm excited. Now it's kind of I get like an excited, nervous. Back then, it was just terror. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you practice. That's why you go to the open mic still. You, know, you, yeah. you have to, I think the only way you get better is by doing and performing yeah. and yeah. constantly putting yourself into that situation in front of people's mm-hmm. faces, reading a crowd. You know, we were talking before we cracked the mics open about how your music is very unique and you have mm-hmm. a lot of different styles right. that you can pull out. And you have to kind of read the room and know, yeah, eh, maybe I can't do that song here tonight, mm, yeah. but how about this one? Yeah. Uh, talk about that as an artist and what that learning process has been like you, for you in, in just seeing a crowd, learning a crowd, knowing what you can do mm-hmm. and, and maybe, you know, not wanting to ruffle the feathers yeah. by playing something that, yeah. you know. Gauging your audience is huge. Um, I've played so many different venues and places and to different types of people where I didn't know it at first I was still new I was still kind of an amateur to it and I would just go up and play some of my songs and I really understood when I looked out and saw the looks on people's faces when I was rapping (laughs) or doing some type of you know modern more modern song rapping and I look out I'm like this is a crowd of an older generation Mm -hmm. what am I doing they don't know what the hell they're hearing right now (laughs) they don't Or, or you know going out playing you know shows where it's you know a more young age crowd they're drinking it's kind of more it's a bar scene you can get away right you have to gauge yeah yeah Yeah. you have to figure out who's your audience and i feel like there's been times where i've i've pressed the bar i'm like you know what i'm just gonna pull this one out and see how it goes Mm -hmm. and just start rapping and just saying whatever and surprisingly people like wow like they weren't expecting it i think so i'll be doing really calm chill singer songwriter stuff and all of a sudden i'm like you know (laughs) rapping and spitting doing whatever and they're just like what who is this chick like what the well that's how you leave an impression i think right yeah you know i I remember watching you perform live i was i think it was an open mic i can't even remember where it was and i think you did your song california which was one of your first songs Mm -hmm. and i just remember like my jaw hit the floor because not only was it unique but I could understand what you were saying, mm-hmm. and you had this. It was just, it, it really s- stayed with me. Yeah. And I have a feeling that that's why people are digging you right now because you do bring that uniqueness and uh, kind of a different quality to, to what we're used to maybe around this right. area. So, talk about some of your musical influences. Uh, who do you listen to? Who do you dig on? What'd you grow up on? That kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Everything. Like, now I listen to everything. You can people who get in my car they're kind of tripping because i'll just hit shuffle on my playlist on spotify and it's everything all genres of like whatever my favorite is <laughs> i don't hate on any type of music except for the stuff that i can't understand or i is vulgar like there's certain stuff that i just don't care for but i love a little bit of everything um a huge influence for me 
different genres have different influences, but like growing up, honestly, like Avril Lavigne was huge when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And like, I loved Avril Lavigne, like her first albums, like the Let Go, Under My Skin albums. I was just totally stuck on her and um, like Alanis Morissette. My dad was a huge classic rock guy. So I always grew up as a kid and my dad are in the car. He's always listened to like The Hawk, listening yeah. to like oh, ACDC Metallica. Like he just had the classics on. So I had this love, I have this love and appreciation for like good classic rock, mm-hmm. you know. There's my, a lot you can learn from that, for right. sure. Right. I take I take a lot of like I definitely um, give credit to the people who were around me in my life, who oh, who just I didn't even know subconsciously they're just like leaving imprints on me about you know what they're uh, because of the music they're listening to. My brother was always listening to rap. Mm-hmm. He's always like in his room slapping Eminem and just <laughs> typical white boy just listening to Eminem like this dude's tight like you know it's 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 1993 well, what, and we're like I'm slim shady yeah. like would he rap would he try to rap along oh yeah definitely uh, we'd all me and my brother and sister would just yeah I love my brother and sister they've been huge too music like they have great taste in music as well growing up that was something that brought us our family together like. We listened to everything. My sister would listen to like R and B, slow jams. My brother would be on like hip hop. I'd be listening to rock, sometimes metal, like heavy. Would it, would it be like a battle in the in the car to see who gets to listen to what? We sometimes? could normally agree. We'd listen to a lot of Linkin Park, Stained. Oh yeah. yeah, like the good old stuff, the good old stuff. And I still like one of my all time favorite bands is Incubus. Oh, me too. Love Incubus. Brandon like, Boyd's voice. Oh is just my god, that guy in general. Probably one of the best voices geez, in music. And he, I just. I don't know. Maybe yeah, you it's got just a crush me. On. I'm, gonna look, I'm know, not gonna on. lie. I've told people so much. Like, I'm sorry. Listen, my I'm girlfriend a, has a crush on him too. So that's all. I'm, I'm a gay woman, and I love that man. Like, I just love him. He's that's my man crush. Him and Justin Timberlake. Like, you know, I just you, you might turn your head around. He, right? Yeah, I, I can't help it. The dude is just so talented, and they're just awesome. Yeah, so I still is, love them. Uh, is ridiculously cool, and I can hear a lot of that in your music actually when I listen to it. Some of that same kind of style, mm-hmm. the way you transition, uh, I think that influence is definitely something that we can hear. I'd like for you to play. I know you got your guitar with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you named your guitar? Does Not your gu- this one. My other ones do have names. I just call her my girl. My girl. My girl. Just say my See, girl. She's got a name, my you know. Yeah. I like your guitar strap there. It's kind of like a Starry Thank Night you. Uh, guitar yeah, strap it is, there. It's a Van Gogh. It's Van Gogh. It's actually a gift from my great friend Matea Overstreet, who's also a musician. She gifted this strap to me for christmas i believe i was super stoked yeah taya is uh gonna be a future uh guest on this podcast modcast here so we're excited to get her on yeah taya uh is very unique as well and i hear a lot of similarities in both of your styles and i adore that girl so much i'm so happy that i've become such great friends with a lot of all the other singer songwriters in the area and i just love and adore them i think it's important that the music community has a little bit of competition within it but is also supportive of each other because totally i, grew we, up I in want the scene to see and it was it was like mm-hmm. it was a little more like eh, like oh yeah you're doing that yeah like, or you know you don't stick around and watch your peers play right and i think it's important for musicians to, to do that to stay and support mm-hmm. somebody who's on the same bill as you you know it's, and, uh, and promote them as well and absolutely. like it's all about support and there's been times where there's certain people I've come across nowadays when being in the scene where I can tell they're kind of like that, but I have no, I will not ever say anything bad. Like, I just want to see everyone do good. You're out here doing this. Good for you. So am I. I, it, I yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you're a painter. You, you right. paint whatever you want to paint. You yeah. Know? And, and, and it, it sometimes you it's don't have to like it, but I'm still going to do it. Right. Of course. Yeah. Well, Kayla's going to play a song for us. Uh, what, what do you think you want to play for us um, here? 
Let me take my rings off so I don't destroy my guitar. I am... I think I got a ton I can play. You know what? I've been stuck on this song and we talked a little bit about the tattoo that says I love you backwards kind of about self-love and all mm -hmm. that. I'm going to play I'm going to play this one. It's called Unobtainable. I, I wrote this song recently. It's one of my most recent songs, so no one's ever really heard it. Oh, wow. An exclusive. Only a on couple times. I've only played it live a very select few times. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Kayla Just here on Modcast with Jim and... This is uh, one of the recent songs I've written. It's called Unobtainable. And we chase it around Maybe we just like the way that it sounds Don't say you love me if you don't know how you can't Give me something you don't even give to yourself You better start with yourself This whole thing is so unobtainable Cause we say the words but we're not capable of following through. It all starts with you. Love isn't occasional. It's not occasional. So don't say those words when you're not capable of following through. Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on you, babe. Just hold on to the image of a lover Desperately waiting for this to make sense It'll come, it'll sting, it'll ring in our heads Maybe we just like the way that it was said I won't say I love you cause I don't know how I can't Give you something I don't even own for myself I better start with myself this whole thing is so unobtainable Cause we say the words But we're not capable of following through It all starts with you And love isn't occasional It's not occasional So don't say those words When you're not capable of following 
It's unconditional, so don't say those words when you're not capable of following through. Shame on you. Shame on me. Shame on you, babe. It all starts with you. Love all starts in you. You better start with you. It all starts in you. What a great song, Kayla. Uh, it seems like there's a lot in that song. Uh, a lot is, yeah. of you in that song, something in your soul in that song. Right. Have you had a lot of pain in your life, uh, a lot of suffering? Or... I've, I've been through a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, everyone has. But as far as, like, love and relationships and, like, I really had a rough go. Not, not. I mean, I love love. I really do. It's just I've been through good relationships, bad. I've learned a lot about myself. And I think that song just really – it was important for me to get out because it's like, how can you love someone if you don't love yourself? I've had people try to love me who you don't even love yourself. You can't give it. And it's, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I want you to love yourself first right, though. Right. Work on you, you know, and same with me, you know, my self love, that was a huge step in like the whole, like my, the past two years I've had was just really understanding self love and start with me, start with myself and wish that for everyone else. And really, you know, break it down you know make sure you're being genuine and you know you're you're in tune with what you're feeling and why and mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i like the line where you, you know don't tell me you love me if you, if can't, you don't know how don't know how yeah, yeah it's and that's why i like that tattoo you have because yeah. it does it, it reminds you not only of the struggles that you've been through but you know you're still you're still yeah. there you're still you're still right. capable of loving yourself mm -hmm. that's and the most important thing it really does start me. with you yeah you know? it's kind of a cool thing um Talk about your songwriting process. I mean, you mentioned that you were kind of a poet growing up. Mm -hmm. as, as a young girl, you probably wrote a lot. Right. Uh, and then you maybe you sang some of those lyrics back to yourself. How did the poetry kind of kind of move over to the to songwriting? And are you still writing just poetry and not putting music to it? I am. Um, I I didn't expect to write music. Honestly, it just kind of happened. Um, I started just. That, that is how I started writing poetry. I loved rap. I actually started rapping before singing. Mm -hmm. I never had as good singing voice. I still, I'm just like, well, I'm an okay singer, I guess. You know, <laughs> it's like I started rapping just because it was a way for my poetry. I took my poetry and just smashed it together and said it really fast. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm a dope rapper. Like, <laughs> all I'm doing is smashing together poetry and just saying it really quickly. Yeah. But that's really all it is. Yeah. And so doing that. I started actually just writing rhymes and raps and rapping with my friends doing freestyles for free for, for fun. And mm -hmm. just like, just, hey, just seeing if you just can do seeing it. If I can do it. And like, Oh, that's pretty good. Then I, you know, picked a guitar, started writing a little hook to it. And it kind of just came together and I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can turn this into something I love. And music has always been such a huge part of who I am. Let's do it. Like I just told myself, okay, that's what we're going to do. Nothing else made sense. Really? to mm -hmm. do anything else and so i still i still write just poetry and do a lot of like um i just write too like if i have a bad day or i need something to get out 
doesn't have to be poetry. It doesn't have to be music. I'll just write it down. Just write down my thoughts or feelings. And Is it like an escape for you? It do, is. Do you feel like, has it always been that way since yep. you were little? Mm-hmm. Did you kind of need that kind oh, of yeah. space? Oh, yeah. I never felt, I always felt outcasted. And I think a lot of people who know me, see me now and who knew me back, like, in my adolescence, in high school, middle school, would tell you I was super weird, outcast, kind of kept to myself, didn't really, like, I definitely didn't know who I was. I definitely was fighting with a lot of things. You know, I knew I was gay, but, like, fighting with finding myself. Like that self-doubt. Right, and yeah. just I just never felt like I fit in. I, like, my parents went through a divorce when we, when me and my brother and sister were young. Our family was torn apart. Like, mm. we were dealing with that. I was dealing with trying to figure out who I was. Am I gay? Am I not? You know, being bullied at school, going through all this shit. I needed to write. Absolutely. If I did not write, I would have exploded. Mm-hmm. I would have completely obliterated myself. Like, yeah, and we talk about self love. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it kind of helped you right. get to a place where you could actually. Appreciate I gravitated yourself. towards listening to music, walking to school with my, with my headphones, always getting in trouble at school because I wouldn't take my headphones out. Mm. I was like, nope, teacher, sorry. Like, I finished my home. Like, I'm done with my project. Let me listen. I bet to there's music. people I listening want... to this right now who are like, "Yep, that's me. That's like, me." Yeah. I, is, I it, just... is it still like that for you? Is music and and writing still? therapeutic for you or do you is it a little less that way or is it even more nowadays it it still is i have a love-hate relationship with it honestly Mm -hmm. i really do because i have now that i'm an adult and i like know myself and i've come to terms with all this stuff and i've healed through so many things and i know like it changed everything so i kind of have a love-hate relationship with music a lot of the time sometimes i'll be honest with you i want to quit because mm-hmm. what the hell am I doing this for? You know, I do it because, you know, I want to. I love it. I, I don't expect anything from it ever. I just, mm-hmm. sometimes it's exhausting. I work a lot and I'm just like, you know what? What the hell? <laughs> I, I don't know. And I feel. It's that grind, huh? And when I, it's the yeah. grind gets heavy and exhausting. And, and sometimes I know a lot of musicians, we feel like we pour our heart and soul into our songs and our music. And then we come home. I have the I go from high high to low low. So mm-hmm. I go to a show. I thrive in social situations. I yeah. thrive. I feel so goddamn good. I'm with my family comes to my shows. My friends come out. I feel so much love, cloud so much nine, support. Right? Oh my god, yeah. cloud nine. I get to get up there and play a 30 40 minute set where that is my ecstasy. That is my transcending. I just like that's what I live for. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and I'm alone and I go back to work the next day and I get in my car and I drink my morning coffee and I live a life just like everyone else and that feels real damn lonely. <laughs> you know, after going through that. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. ha- where's the balance? Yeah, it's hard to keep that in perspective. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people <laughs> fall into those those, those holes, so to speak, uh, when they do reach that certain fame level because they're, they're always on that high. Mm-hmm. And anytime they feel like they're on a lull, yeah. then it feels like a foreign person right. is living you inside their You hear these, body. like, you know, famous people losing their minds and going through these mental breaks. It's like, dude, I get it. Yeah. Well, you know, th- uh, comedians are famous for that, like Robin yeah. Williams even. I mean, Jim Carrey's right. talked about this too, you know. They, t- they they take on that persona on stage. They have all this energy, and then when they're by themselves, they feel lonely Emptiness. and depressed yeah. and empty. Right. And yeah, I've struggled with that big time, yeah. big time. And it's 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 natural. It's normal. I'm human, yeah, you know. So absolutely. I've come to terms with it. But I do have a love-hate relationship with, the, like, back then I would – take that and sit down and write it you know write a song which i try to do now but i get more i get more in my head now mm-hmm. i definitely get way stuck in my head and i'm just like oh you know are there any songs that you've done in the past that are hard for you to perform now oh yeah 
yeah. yeah. And there's covers that I'll do that like remind me of certain things and times. I play a lot of covers and there's certain songs that I just love and adore, but as I'm, and I'll start playing it and just like forget. And then as I'm playing it, I start remembering, you mm. know, things that song made me feel or situations in my life. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I can get through this. Yeah. Sometimes when you're writing something so personal about your own situation, right. And then you want to, you have to perform it, maybe not have to, mm -hmm. but you perform it. It's really hard to get into that space right. and get through it because mm -hmm. those emotions come back like right. a flood and you're in the middle of a chorus and you're like, oh man. Oh yeah. I've cried on, I've cried on my sets mm -hmm. before. Like I was singing California and um, my family's been through a lot. Like if anyone was listening to that song, it's like that song really is about my life. And I looked out and I saw my mom and my dad and my mom and dad are divorced and like quite frankly, are not, should be in the same room They're together. They're like enemies almost. Right. Yeah. It's just weird family energy. But they were both there hmm. for me. Of course, sitting at different tables. And I know that song. I've, my, I've my dad and my stepmom, my brother yes. and my sister were there, my mom. And I just looked out and I was in the middle of singing. About, to, like I was singing that song to them and I looked out and saw them. And I saw like my mom crying. And my dad looked emotional. And my sister, she, my family gets... So I can't, I always tell them, if you guys come to my show, don't like, if you're getting emotional <laughs> listening to me, please. Don't. Cause as soon as I see that it's game over for me. Yeah. Cause then it really hit home and I could, and I just like, I carried on, but you could tell I was crying, getting through the song where I was like, Oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. As a, as a musician it was, being on stage like that, that's almost a, a lesson that to be learned right mm -hmm. then in that moment is how do you, how do you get over the emotion of the moment and mm -hmm. continue to be a performer at that time. That's, yeah. that's a difficult thing to do. No it doubt. makes it, it makes it really interesting. And I, I appreciate that. I think the bet that's, I appreciate authentic, genuine emotion in music and like some of the best performances I've seen. It's like my mom took me to see Avril Lavigne when I was really young mm -hmm. and um, she played, I think a cover of like knocking on heaven's door or something. Her grandpa had just passed and like she, was really emotional on stage and I was like 13 at this time maybe mm -hmm. 12 or 13 and I saw Avril Lavigne who I loved and she was really emotional on stage like super emotional at her show and that stuck with me so much you still think of it, I don't still you? think of it yeah. all the time like 12 years old that was such a like wow see that gives me chills because wow. music we, is so powerful as human beings we have moments that we all remember where we maybe see somebody that we idolize or we really appreciate their talent and we see them in the same kind of real life kind of shit that we go through mm -hmm. and it hits home more. And I think that's when an artist, that's what they're up there to do. Of course. That's what you're up there that's to do. What I, and that's what I love. Like when I first saw you perform and I described earlier is, mm -hmm. you know, it stayed with me because it, it spoke to me in a way because I could feel your pain almost right. in, in the way that you would sing it. And you probably sang it 150 times, mm -hmm. but, but each time you do, you're putting something different of yeah. yourself out there. Too. I noticed that too. I'll play a song that I've played a hundred times and I'll play it differently. I hope you do because we all evolve. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if your music isn't evolving as you evolve, right. I think then you're just kind of mailing it in. Right. And I don't like when artists do that. Mm -hmm. I, I want, you know, a, a painter, you know, their, their piece of work is there. It's, it's set. They can't go back and change it. Uh, I know that I think, uh, uh, the guy who painted the Mona Lisa, it took him like 15 years to right. paint that because he was a little indecisive and he changed his ways. But for the most part, painters, they got one shot at it and then it's there. Mm -hmm. But musicians, 
You can change. It could forever be changing. Yeah, maybe yeah. the recording has a has a certain way, but when you're out yeah. there doing it live, you can you can definitely do something yeah. of your own. Yeah, that's it. why I get super weird about recording. That's why I, I love performing live. I can do it however I want, and once something's recorded, that's it. And that's what they're. That's what people are gonna hear. You mm-hmm. have to feel super confident in it, and it's. I, I'm confident in my music, but it's like I can't wait to. That's my goal for this year is to really set something in stone get my rec- get in and record my album and and release it and actually have that to go my, have my painting on the wall you know because that's the one thing that i don't have right now i have my music and people know me you can come and see me and i got a youtube page and all that but i don't have the soundcloud the Bandcamp, the yeah. itunes i don't have that because i kind of don't want to have it until i'm a hundred percent that my painting is completed which a lot of them are in my head but it's just Finding the right canvas, finding the right people to kind of help me give me my utensils. I'm yeah. going to need help, and I need yeah. to trust the people that I, who, who right. I really believe in this vision. So when I, when, it, when I work on it, I want to make sure that everyone else is on the same page. I think when it happens, it'll, it'll, it'll happen at the right time right. for you. That's why I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not rushing. I don't feel. Mm-hmm. Well, t- to me, it's, it's better to put something out that you're proud of right. than just to put something out just right. because everybody else is doing it. Right. That's like the peer pressure thing, you know, like, oh, you should do this because everybody else is, nah. Or you're putting it out because you want the popularity, you want the, you know, follower. You're putting it, putting out music all the time, all these artists. It's like, that's cool, but what's special about it? You're putting out music all the time, and a lot of it's really good, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, there's got to be, it's got to be special. Let's talk a little bit about the local scene. Mm-hmm. How has, I mean, obviously we've talked a lot about your influences and how your life situation and mm-hmm. has uh, has influenced you in the emotion that you put in your music. How has the like geography of the area affected you? Living in the valley, how has that affected you? Can you put it into words or is it is it kind of difficult to do? I always say you learn to bloom where you're planted. I've learned how to bloom where I was planted. I didn't choose this. You know, but I've worked with it. I adore this place. Again, something I have a love-hate relationship with. I'm, I'm with you. I have yeah. a, such a strong love-hate relationship with this whole place. I'll represent it till the day I die. Believe that. Mm-hmm. I love. I'll love my hometown. I love. The, but at the same time, it's like, how much does this hold me back? How much <laughs> is like, ugh, you know, driving it. It's like the same. Yeah, yeah. The same corners. The same. Every street I drive down, there's a memory. But it's kind of cool. It's kind of bad. I don't know. And it's it's been it's it's been interesting. Yeah, I, I always have found that it's hard to describe that in, that influence of right. you know where you're from. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, you don't it's notice tough. until you leave because yeah. I've gone you know on vacation or gone just left. I go to Sacramento, and it's just even just going to Sacramento to hang out for like a week or two, or Santa Cruz for a week or two. I have friends in various places let me stay for a week you know just spending time somewhere else you really realize how different every one and everywhere is mm-hmm. but how like the same it's a trip i yeah, don't even know it really is uh speaking more about the local scene where's your favorite place to play so far that you that you've been to oh that's hard you could probably find the worst place but <laughs> no yeah for sure <laughs> I think every environment, every like situation is different because it depends. Like, is it a bar? Is it a coffee shop? Is it an actual event, like venue place? Mm-hmm. Um, before, like the Fat Cat closed down, I played there, and 
I loved it. People talk shit about the fat cat in Modesto, yeah. totally, but I, I played a show there and I thought it was super cool. Yeah. You know, I had a blast. That was the first like big show that I played by myself as a singer songwriter. Um, on a stage yeah. in a venue where With a professional I'm sound system, a pesh- yeah. prof- right? It wasn't a coffee shop. It wasn't a bar. Mm-hmm. It was I was on a stage, and there was and I looked out and there was tons of people out yeah. there just focusing on me, not drinking, not yeah. eating their not dinner, playing darts in not, the back, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that stuck out to me, like hugely. And I love playing festivals as well, like Lucky Fest, X Fest. I've played with my band. And also as a singer songwriter, played a couple sets at those. Those are always fun. It's different. It's different. good exposure. Yeah, it's, it's uh, different. It's a party crowd. It's it's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, and I think um, your style fits very well with that yeah. too. It's it's funky. It's unique, and mm-hmm. people like to t- like to be around a, a true artist in that in that kind of environment. Yeah. I think as well. Uh, any pet peeves that you have, like in the area from other maybe other musicians? You don't have to mention names or right. anything, but just maybe the attitude or what kind of what kind of gets you a little bit. I'm sitting over here grinning because I have a lot of stuff to say, but I don't know if I should. Well, you know, it's, oh. you, you can keep it vague. You know? No, yeah. I really love and adore everyone who's a musician. Everyone I've met has been super cool. Honestly, want love and support 100% on my end for them. Mm-hmm. I, I really get put off by people who are put off by me almost as a threatening thing there's mm-hmm. an energy that's unspoken between certain people a lot of us it's not like that at all because yeah. we were all, we're all friends yeah so it's cool but then there's like a certain individuals who you know there's a such a weird energy it's like are you being fake are you being my friend are you being cool with me for a certain reason and i've had people like um say ask me you know or, or approach me like that like I'm being that way. I'm like, oh, whatever I'm saying is real. I'm not being a, a fake asshole ever, yeah, yeah. but I just thrive in social situations. And then I, you know, I see people trying to get ahead by, you know, being fake. Yeah. When like authenticity and being genuine is my biggest, biggest thing. Yeah. So if you can't fit into that, yeah, I don't. No place I don't really like you. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. You know, be think, authentic. Like, why are you being weird, man? I think uh, a lot of people just jump to conclusions way too fast. Right. And th- people are afraid to communicate on the real mm-hmm. and really talk to each other and, you know, ask, hey, you know, did I do something to offend right. you or maybe I'm just coming up with something in my own brain, but right. are we cool? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, I, I think people are just afraid of like right. being Everyone's real really worried other. about their persona, their perception, like how other people think of them. Yeah. I, I think that would bug me if it, I was a singer songwriter. It's so it's, weird. And everyone, everyone's kind of like, you do have to maintain a certain image and persona. It's like, I hate that. This is me like straight up. And I'm really just, Hey, you guys are awesome. You know what? I love you. Like, I guess it, it seems like I'm being an ass or something. I don't know. I just, I, again, I it's think really it comes super down to genuine. Assumption. I'm like, yeah. whatever, dude. Like, you're cool. I'm not being any type <laughs> way. And then when I have, and then I have someone do it to me, and then I kind of and put in a, it's the roles flipped. I was like, was that real or was that? Yeah. Then you're thinking, man, I'm just like who I thought they were being. Uh, right. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I I just think that everyone cares too much about what everyone's thinking. If if you're going out and you're just doing what you love, it doesn't matter. I really don't care. If you like me or not, it's not going to change who I am. It's not going to change my songs. It's not going to change. That's on you. 
If you don't like me, that's your fault. But I just, I, I wish people could be a little bit more genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, How about the venues and owners of venues and, and places around town that ask you to play? Is is it a healthy scene? Are people like cheap? Are they wanting to support you? I mean, on the real, I right. mean, I, I know you don't want to no. burn bridges. And no, I'm not asking of course you to do not. That, yeah. There, it's, but I know that I've had that good and bad. Oh, yeah. I've had good and bad experiences. I've had night and day experiences where somebody who the venue is kind of on the lower grade. It's not a nicer, well known place. It's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. But the owners are so supportive and cool and will still like feed you, give you drinks, or like want to pay you if you play a gig there. Mm-hmm. Even though you know that like they don't need to mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, they should. Or I think. They, right. Yeah. They should. Yeah. But it's like. Then you have the places that are higher end, look nicer, super cool, well-known, great venue, great spot. And they're not going to treat you the same way. Yeah. They're they're not going to. And they'll penny pinch you. They'll, and, yep. and you know they're making oh, money yep. on your like, presence. I know you guys yeah. are making money. Look at the business here tonight. Holy yeah. shit. And they don't, they don't really care. They don't give you much. And then the lower end places will go out of their way to make sure that they take care of you. They show you appreciation. So it's so opposite and weird, but. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I love playing music. I never expect anything. Um, I love playing paid gigs, of course, because mm-hmm. I'm playing paid. I'm, I'm getting paid to do what I love to do. Couple, it's your time, you know. It's my time sitting up there for two, three hours playing a set or whatever, entertaining for the night. And so it's cool to be compensated. But um, I I I would like to see local places really start to pick up on that and get get us in there and get get live music into your environment that's so important and 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 treat us with support we'll promote i'm the biggest promoter like if i'm going to be involved with a venue with a place with any organization with any project anything that's going on if i'm involved in any way i'm not just promoting myself i'm promoting everyone and And involved and the venue and the straight up like yeah it's a help me help you I want all this to come together. We're a community. Mm-hmm. We have to do. We are not going to do this individually, one by one. Everyone going out and booking f- their own shit, and that's it. You know, help us help. Like yeah, and I think uh, I think really the the business owners, the venue people that manage these venues, and uh, and they need to step up and pay the talent and mm-hmm. and attract talent. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of people that are in the valley that won't play in the valley because they aren't paid to play right. in the valley. No, and yeah, 100%. And amazing then, musicians. Oh, yeah, there's so be. many people out here that I'm like, why aren't you in the scene? Because yeah. you, you see the, the lot of us, the group of us who are kind of out there, mm-hmm. we continue to stick together. We're always out playing shows. Yeah. That circle. You, you guys are creating that the scene. Circle. You're maintaining right. the scene. Yeah. But it's like, do we get the credit at still as someone else would from the in the valley? coming out and playing we want everyone to come and join the circle like mm-hmm. straight up it's community if you play music in the valley or anywhere around you want to be Modesto 209 scene come play an open show up at the queen bean on sunday night and play open mic night and talk yeah. to one of us who are in the scene and we'll be like hey you know what we have a show coming up maybe, yeah. that was really good maybe we get you on the lineup like it's we're open we want everyone to come together as a community and grow and build we're all friends we all want to see each other do well Mm-hmm. We want to come together. I see that. I love that. I love and adore that about being a part of this. Mm-hmm. Is that I really love the people. Like it's more positive than negative. It's, it, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's such a positive thing, and it's we're gonna get farther helping each other out. Tell me about some of the other jobs that you've had. 
Oh wow! I've, Anything crazy? I I've I've done a lot of crazy jobs. I've I still do security. Yeah. Um, I actually did security at the state theater music. So cool. I was like, yeah. I'm in like, and if we were contracted, we weren't like in state theater. We were, had a contract. And it's like, I've seen so many cool sh- shows at the state theater, just standing at the back door. By the time I left, my ears were bleeding and throbbing. I couldn't hear anything. Cause yeah. I'm standing right by the speaker. Like, <laughs> but it was cool. I got to stand there and man the back door and see free shows all the time. Yeah. Keeping, keeping all the crazy ladies off the stage. Mostly cougars trying to. <laughs> Having too much vino, too much vino at the state theater. Yeah, you know, getting crazy on the. Jer- I saw the Journey <laughs> tribute band up there. You know? Journey tribute band at the state theater, and I've never seen so many cougars act that wild in my life. Oh, and I was secure. Like, tribute band. Oh, yeah, journey tri- I'm like, listen, ma'am. <laughs> you realize that's not. You Steve realize Perry, that's right? not them. Like, keep your panties on. <laughs> well, they bring extras. You know, they got like a bag Jeez. full. Fred's in the Cadillac outside waiting for you, Susie. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Do you have like a, a dream place that you, uh, if you were asked to play, you would love to anywhere in the country? Like, what Ooh. is there a place that you can think of that uh, that would just blow your mind if you were there and and you were playing? For me, it's kind of like I don't know, Red Rocks would be a cool spot. You oh know? It's yeah, 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 something like that. I that I know it's really hard else. to think of, but there's yeah, I've actually never had to think about. I've never even thought about that or been asked that. So that's 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 a new one for me. Um. I don't know. I I think I would love to play like a on a fire lineup for like Coachella, like a cool ass festival. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something like that would would be awesome. Um, yeah, I think that'd be a unique experience. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. You're around like you talk about community. Mm-hmm. That's a community right there. Right. When you're in a festival environment, you I got love festivals. You got I, 20 bands oh around, and everybody's just swapping stories oh, yeah. and you know having a cigarette with each other right. and you know you know hanging out, swapping lives. Right. Again, I thrive in social situations. Yeah. That's my type of that's yeah. my type of environment that I would thrive in. So like you're a, a, a festival, yeah, a festival <laughs> would be super cool. Like a huge festival yeah. would be somewhere that I like really think about like that 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 would be the highlight of my career that would be like my i did i made it i'm freaking i'm at coachella yeah, and you're like, like i'm opening, I'm opening for radiohead what's shit. up <laughs> right. something brandon boyd walks by you're like oh my gosh oh my, i just melt i can't a play puddle. anymore <laughs> kayla just is our guest here on modcast and i'd love to have you play uh, one more song maybe an original if you could yeah and uh then we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more and uh then we'll close up shop with kayla it's been a lot of fun uh, learning about Kayla and uh, experiencing some of her music. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give another listen to another Kayla Just original right now here on Modcast. This song is called Living For. It's really catchy. I'm going to rap a little bit. It has a pretty good message. I feel pretty strongly about it, so hope you guys enjoy it. To money, pride is the result of greed and evil is the combination of those two things. Money means power, but what good does power bring? It offers everything that we believe is so what we can see. It's just dollar signs on everything. Being rich is such a common dream that doesn't make much sense to me. I'd rather let my soul be free. Money can make 
Make a brave man coward can turn a smart man dumb It can turn a sweet man sour Make a heart go numb Material object possessions become More valued than life itself Peace, happiness, and love When money rules everything That's why these times are tough So many diamonds in the rough People working free jobs And still don't make enough And then there's some who come In a fortune and fame And get ridiculously overpaid To create lame songs About all the money they make Like the rest of us are supposed to relate Well, all that really is Is just a slap in the face To all the families and the people With zero dollars in the bank the struggle is fucking real and it's harder than they think. I'd rather be dead than greedy. I'd rather join the hungry. I'd set fire to money before I let it become me. So would you just let him have you so that you can make it to the top when you get there? It's a bad view. You do whatever you want. I'll do what I have to. You can look down at me, but I'll be laughing at you because money doesn't motivate me. I have different values. I'm young and troubled out here, only trying to make it every time I earn a dollar. Someone's trying to take it every time I build my faith up. Someone's trying to break it. People say our generation's fucked up, but they're the same ones who raised it. No doubt the times are changing. People quick to point a finger or a weapon. They don't care which way it's aiming. Talks of a revolution, damn, that's what I've been saying. I'm starting to think the whole world has gone insane. Money, power, and fame control everything. But I'd rather be dead than greedy. I'd rather join the hungry. I'd set fire to money before I let it become me. Everybody listens if they did they'd have the fist up instead of blowing these kisses this world is vicious what part of that have you been missing survival of the fittest and rawest victims of the same sickness in a world where being broke is just a condition because we were not all born privileged but more importantly i was born with the vision but i'm too poor to be in that position so when i speak the truth my words they sound like fiction you've all been brainwashed so that you can't tell the difference huh. i'm trying to open people's eyes and i'm getting treated like i'm straight tripping Everybody hears, but not everybody listens. Do you know what you're living for? What are you living for? Do you know what you're living for? Do you know what you're living for? What are you living for? Do you know what you're living for? seeing who I want to record with, looking for studios, looking for people who can record me and mm -hmm. bring the sound I want. That's important. I want yeah. somebody that's going to capture what right. you... Right, that's like, like I was saying earlier, like that's important, you know, to find, you know, 
being comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And, and see my vision. And I wanted to be special. So I could go find anyone and record anywhere, I'm sure. But it's like, I really am picky. Really being super picky. Well, it's your soul and your art. Right. And you have a right to be picky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of why it's nice in a way to not be like under a record company's mm-hmm. thumb because you're not like under pressure to mm-hmm. have to put out two albums in a year. You know, mm-hmm. like these. And I love being in the studio. Like, with my rock band, we recorded our whole CD. Our CD's done. It's about to be released. And, like, I had a blast being in the studio. And we found um, out here in Modesto, locally, Ice Chamber Studio, Jesse, great dude, like, super talented, had a blast. Like, he helped me record the version that I have done of California. Um, Is that the version on your YouTube page? Right, yeah. That's really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah the band, the full, yeah. full version. Yeah, I did that with him, same guy who did my band. So I, I'm, I'm probably, I'll probably end up going back there, working with him on my ep eventually it's just i'm still i'm still looking around and seeing what's out there you know if people do want to hear your material besides the stuff that we've uh, been privileged to listen to today where mm-hmm. can they go to find you i have my youtube channel and and that's about all i put out i i need to get better about um dropping videos on there more often um which i'm, I'm gonna start doing um i want to start getting material out there it's just again being picky and, i think it's about going and seeing live then, right you know so. and that's what that's what it is i always have flyers with me i always am online like follow me on that's what i tell people in shows it's like follow me on facebook instagram twitter all that and i'm you'll see i'm i'm playing all the time so when i'm i'm letting everyone know on social media on hey come out come out and if it's you an experience hear, and it's not just you're yeah. not just listening to my music on your phone something i recorded you're going and seeing what i want you to see yeah. and hear from you're feeling it right yeah i think that's important what's your uh like your twiddle twitter twiddle what's twiddle. your twiddle? twiddle what's twiddle. your twitter handle and uh facebook page and all that um, stuff do you know it my yeah my handle for twitter and instagram are actually the same it's the kayla just okay the kayla just pretty simple and then just kayla just on facebook nice you'll find me very cool. I'm not hiding <laughs> yet. Kayla, thanks so much for joining us on Modcast. It's been a pleasure to meet you and of kind course. of understand a little bit more about yeah, who you yeah. are. And and uh, we're me, thrilled Jim. to have you in the of Modesto course. scene. Definitely, uh, you're you're quite unique and a a nice little addition to uh, to the scene, and you're bringing a lot to it. So, thanks so much for your time. Of and course. we're gonna we're gonna leave our audience with another one of your songs here on Modcast, and uh, that's Kayla Just. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Jim, for having me, and stay tuned. I learned to fight as a young poor girl, and I grew up way too fast. I never did quite understand.
brothers taught me how.